Let's return to Weinberg on the Law on TalkZone.com. Once again, here's your host, Attorney Scott Weinberg. Good morning. Here we are uh, welcoming to the show Rabbi Pinson, basically the recovery rabbi here in town. Rabbi Pinson's uh, co-director of the Friendship House, and he specializes in helping people through addiction and recovery. He's worked with more than 400, 400 recovering addicts and families. Welcome to the show, Rabbi. Good morning. How are you? Good. Rabbi, one of the things that I really uh, was interested in talking about is Friendship House. Tell us a little about Friendship House and uh, what, you, what kind of good work you guys do over there. Um, well, the Friendship House is a, a section of the Friendship Circle that deals specifically with recovering addicts and their family members. Uh, I came here about eight years ago to uh, direct this uh, organization and uh, we have developed a lot of good relationships with uh, recovering addicts and their family, and we support people who want to uh, quit their drinking or their drugs or their other behavioral uh, addictions like uh, gambling and sex addiction and eating disorders. We help them through the first steps of you know developing a a, a need and they want to go to, uh, through a recovery process. We help them find resources locally or whatever is needed for their specific problems. And then when they come back from treatment, we help them with the networking with other people in recovery and uh, spiritual support and guidance, um, finding the right therapist. Uh, if they have any issues with their uh, addiction, their relapse or stuff like that, we, we're there for them. Well, you know, being a criminal lawyer here for over 20 years, what a thousands of cases of clients that their addictions, their substance abuse problems have so negatively affect their relationship with their families. And people don't realize, they always focus, including prosecutors, and I used to be a prosecutor too, but you, they focus on the specifics of the defendant and what's going on with him, but there's, it translates so much into how it affects the family through substance abuse. That's correct. And um, we, you know, within the recovery communities is a strong uh, fellowship of Al-Anon, which is for family members of recovering addicts. Uh, you know, I work a lot with family members. Usually the first call that I get is usually from a family member. It won't be from the addict himself. It will be the family, you know, hi, Rabbi. Um, you know, this is so-and-so. I would like to know if you can help my son or my daughter or my wife or my mother uh, my brother, um, you know, because they're addicts, and uh, we want to know if you can save them, you know, cure them, fix them, fix, you know. And obviously, then that's not something that I can do to fix other people. Or, but I, I do um, point out to the family members what you said that the, the behavior of the addict doesn't affect only the addict, but it has a, a, a very negative impact on the family members and all the loved ones, and. Because of that negative impact, they have an obligation to take care of themselves also in the process, not only to see how to save another person, but, you know, I'm, I'm being exposed to such stress because of the addict in my family, and if I will continue to be on that, under that level of stress without taking care of myself, I can't be there for the addict. So it's important for all members of the family to seek help, not for the family member that's using, but for all the family members that are, you know, emotionally attached to him. Rabbi, how do they, uh, if they're out of work or they don't have insurance, how, do they, how does it get paid? Well, um, there's many um, uh, options uh, here in Oakland County uh, to get help if pers- people don't have insurance and they're really interested in getting help. Uh, the, the, the first place people call is PACE, 
which is um, the Office of Substance Abuse at Oakland County. Uh, and if the addict himself or herself calls, they would get an appointment, and if they don't have any insurance, it would be referred to a local treatment center, depending on the needs, if it's only detox, if it's a seven-day program, or in cases of uh, dual diagnosis, people can be referred to long-term programs six months and a year um, covered by the Oakland County. Rabbi, if, if because of the economy, and there's so many uh, people out of work now, and we had actually... Uh, Kim Worthy, uh, Wayne County prosecutors uh, on the show last week. Do you find that the crime, whether it's crime rate, but that the needs for your services have gone up tremendously over the last couple of years, focused specifically because people are either so uh, destitute or they're so upset or depressed because of their working or living situation? Yeah, we're definitely in a recession-proof business, if you want to call this a business. Hmm. But uh, we do see that uh, the stresses of life are taking a toll on people, and uh, the the tools that people naturally have to deal with such stresses are not really available. You know, you don't go to school and you know learn math, science, and how to deal with stress. You know that that doesn't come in the curriculum. So a lot of people are just ignorant about their options that they have to help themselves in, in such situations. Both practical solutions where they can get help to find a job and and uh, with their legal problems and the health problems and also emotional solutions to uh, deal with those stresses in a healthy way rather than go to a more altering substance or unhealthy behavior. So we do see a lot of people these days and not all of them are addicts actually. A lot of them are just using drugs and alcohol um, as a, you know, self-medicating temporary solution and you know if with with the right support and the right guidance they can go back to their good lives without having the need to go back to the substances you know as long as i have a record and quite frankly i don't think i've ever asked a rabbi this you know there's a new law it's medical marijuana yeah. what's your take or the uh, your take as a uh, as that type of caregiver regarding people's use of medical marijuana so it's, it's specifically given to them on a medical card and but it's still a drug. I mean, it's still something that is, I guess, a false sense of um, comfort or a car, uh, basically taking care of them. Do, what, how do you deal with that in terms well, of your recovery? Well, I, I deal with medical opiates all the time. Um, people are prescribed Vicodin and Percocet uh, very easily here in the United States. Anybody who comes in and says that my back is in pain or uh, I have a headache, um, they're given uh, narco- uh, heavy Opiates, which is basically another form of heroin and a pill. Well, that's a, those are abused so much, not only abused, in prescription, but in use. Th- these are used and abused, both by uh, people who are looking to abuse them and others who are just become get hooked because of what they were prescribed. A lot of people go doctor shopping to get um, the opiates that they want, not that they need. So going back to your question about medical marijuana, I mean... <laughs> Uh, if if only people who needed it would get it in the doses that they need them, that would be one issue. Uh, what I worry about is that other people who want it utilize this cover to get access to drugs that really are not good for them. Right. We're talking to uh, Rabbi Pinson from uh, the Friendship House. Rabbi, one of the other things that I, I am always curious about, too, because you know, as a criminal lawyer, we deal with people clearly to keep them out of jail or to damage control or try to protect their civil rights. But once they go to jail and they come out, what's it like for the families or the defendants once they come out of jail in terms of dealing with recovery? 
Um, I get a lot of uh, people who come to us after having been spending some time in jail. And, you know, I um, when I deal with family members and parents especially, and they come to me and they say, you know, my son is using, my, my daughter is using, I said, have you explained to them the legal implication of, you know, of uh, owning, caring, and, and using uh, uh, controlled substances that are illegal. And, you know, besides the health issue, there's a legal issue, and kids end up uh, arrested with DUIs or possession and other things like that. And the first, the, the, the parental instinct is to bail them out. Parental instinct is I don't want my son or daughter to spend the night in jail. I don't, you know, I'm going to pay for the top lawyer so they don't get consequences. I see this a lot, uh, especially in our community, and and I think that there's a little, um, you know, disadvantage here for the for the for the kids that they don't necessarily see a consequence between their action and um, the the you know the sentence or being in jail because the consequence is taken away from them by well-wishing parents who don't want to see their kids suffer. Um, I counsel parents and I tell them to have conversation with their children before the legal problem come and say, if you're going to want to smoke or do all these things, you know, I can't, you know, make you stop. But if there will be a legal issue, you're going to be in charge of it. It'll be your consequence, not my consequence. I, I talk to parents who are basically financially ruined because of all the money they invested in lawyers to save their child from being in jail. And let me tell you a story. I once had a a parent come to me and, you know, their their kid was arrested and didn't know what to do. And, and I begged them. I said, please, let him stay in jail over the weekend. It was a it was a, a Memorial Day weekend, and they they told me, "Fine, we'll wait till after the weekend, then we'll come together with him to see you." And when they came to to, to I spoke to them on on Sunday morning. I said, "So how's it going?" They said, "It's great, but we didn't listen to your advice, and we bailed them out." But because of the weekend, the legal weekend, there was some trouble in processing the papers, and he's still in jail. I went to visit him in jail, and then he got out. And a few years later, he's clean now for years, but he always tells me, you know what changed everything for me? The weekend that I spent in jail. And if my parents would bail me out on Friday morning, I would have thought, that I can still do this for another few years. Well, there's no question that uh, many parents, and through the years we've seen it as criminal lawyers, many parents are enablers and enable the, uh, once someone gets uh, charged with a crime, come up with excuses that basically continue on that. That's correct. That, and I uh, think that, that the legal community can do a good job counseling the parents. On the, I, I definitely think that they should have a lawyer, and, and a good lawyer would help them find the right consequence for the child that would under order sometimes not children and i want to tell you another story i have this mother that calls me and says rabbi can you help my my child i said how old is your child she says 45 i said i think that's where the problem starts you know if you think that a 45 year old person is just a child then they're not going to take responsibility for their action i I do think that people need legal representation but i think that um the legal community the lawyers and the judge come together with the right consequence that would teach a lesson out of the fact that this person was involved in something illegal and possibly harmful for their health and you know and their behavior. Well, here at Weinberg Law, we try to uh, we try to help the families out. That's for sure, and that's quite frankly why we try to keep the cost down and offer payment plans for families, just like the ones that go to Friendship House that uh, really need the help. Well, thank you, Rabbi. We appreciate it, Rabbi Pinson from uh, from uh, uh, Friendship House. We'll thank have you. you on again, and if you ever need any. Uh, 
any help, just call the show and we'll help out some of your, uh, some of your patients. Thank you so much, Scott. Take care. That was Rabbi Pinson. Hey, you know, one of the things about Friendship House, it's really such a good organization, but you know, you really, when you're in need of any kind of substance abuse counseling, the main thing, especially if you have any criminal case going on along with that, is to seek help because the, the, while you want to hire the attorney, obviously, to do the criminal case, there are professionals that really can help you and your family through any of the types of substance abuse and other types of psychological um, issues going on with the uh, with the case. So I recommend going and talking to Rabbi Pinson at the uh, at the Friendship House. 